Let us pray. Loving God, as we again open your holy word, we give you thanks that you have drawn us here this morning. For whatever reason, we are here, and you are meeting us. We pray, O God, that we would be open to listen for what it is that you have to say to us this day. And we pray this prayer in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. Our second scripture reading is not as is printed in your bulletin. It is actually from the Gospel of Matthew. We had a change midweek. Um, it's from Matthew chapter 28, and it can be found on page 32 in your pew Bibles if you would like to read along. Reading from verses 16 through 20. Listen for the word of the Lord. Now the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain, to which Jesus had directed them. And when they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. And Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything that I have commanded you. And remember, I am with you always to the end of the age. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Now you may know that we in the Presbyterian Church, along with many other Christian churches, observe what's known as a liturgical calendar. It basically just divides the year into seasons based on events like Christmas and Easter, We wear different colored stoles, and we have different vestments for the different days of the liturgical calendar. And today, we don't have many where we get to wear white, but today is the color on the liturgical calendar is white. It's a nice way, our liturgical calendar, to mark and be reminded of aspects of our faith that we might otherwise forget. Christmas and Easter, sure, those we'd remember. But then we have Sundays like last week, which was Pentecost Sunday, the birthday of the church, the day that the Holy Spirit came upon the gathered people and the church was born. And today we have another celebration from our liturgical calendar. Does anyone know what it is? Holy Trinity. Yay. You get an extra cookie at Lemonade on the Lawn. (laughs) And I'm sure all of our members knew that too. This is one of our guests who knew that, right? (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) It is. It's Trinity Sunday today. And when we, this is the day when we celebrate the doctrine of the three persons of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. 
Now, this doctrine is complicated. It's even controversial. In fact, it is only on the liturgical calendar because of a controversy. In the early church, there wasn't any special recognition of Trinity Sunday. But in the early 300s AD, a theologian named Arius began to teach that the Son of God, Jesus, did not always exist and therefore was subordinate to God the Father. Who boy. Did this ever get more traditional church leaders upset? Surprise, surprise that this would even happen in the church. They called it heresy, and they began to incorporate the more orthodox understanding of the Trinity into church liturgy, which has led me and us to be here today talking about the Trinity. I'm glad, though, that we're here. I'm glad to be reminded the Trinity is something that I might otherwise not pay much attention to, and that would be too bad. Because even though it's complicated and can be hard to get our head around, I think it's important. What do you know about the Trinity? Not really asking, because you might tell me more than I know. So. <laughs> we pray to the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Or creator, redeemer, sustainer. How do we understand the Trinity? It is complex, and there are loads of books and articles about the Trinity seeking to help us understand God as one, but three. I have researched the Trinity in the past as a religion major in college and then a seminary student. I can remember arguments, I mean, even heated debates with my classmates as we came up with our formulas to make sense of what the Trinity meant. Clearly, we had way too much time on our hands. But my beloved seminary professor, Dr. Shirley Guthrie, Jr., the late professor of theology at Columbia Theological Seminary, He taught and he thought that what was most important to know about the Trinity, God as three in one, is that the Trinity is a mystery to be confessed, not a mathematical problem to be solved. It's not a mathematical problem to be solved, which is what me and my classmates were probably trying to do. But it is a mystery to be confessed. Guthrie and others teach the Trinity with the Greek word perichoresis. This Greek word is worth learning because it gives us a lovely picture of God. Peri, like perimeter, means around. And choresis, like choreography, means dancing, around and dancing. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit are like three dancers holding hands, dancing around together in joyful freedom. 
On this Trinity Sunday, we remember that we are sent out to share the gospel of God and community. As we think of God as three and one, we don't have to have a perfect explanation for what that means. Only an understanding that it means we are called to live in community with God and with each other, dancing around in joyful freedom. God and community, what does this mean to you? This week at our dinner table, I asked my family, my greatest researchers for preparation, to share their first impressions of God. What was their first image of God as they could remember it? And I shared that my first understanding or image of God when I was in elementary school was that God was a grandfather type, distant, watching, and judging. That was my image. One of my children said their first image of God was similar to mine, a God that was watching and probably taking notes of the time they did something wrong. I wonder if they confused God with me on that. But. And another child said that their image of God was one of acceptance. I found this curious. They said, accepting, like we learn in church, God is loving and accepting. I was pleased, as a minister, as a mom, that this was the image my child had, and I was intrigued about the polar opposites of the thoughts among my children. But this child's image of God was a God that was accepting welcoming, loving, and that this was what they had learned in church. This is what you taught my child. Thank you. For many of us, the image of God is one of judgment, critique, watching, waiting to see if we mess up. And for many of us, the image of God is one of acceptance and adoration and maybe our image of God changes, moving back and forth between these images and others. I give thanks for the way that my understanding, my image of God has changed over the years. As I mentioned, I used to think God was just watching me to see if I messed up. But then I learned that God is like a really healthy mother who adores her children and who only wants the very best for them. This love from God then fuels me to live my life, loving myself and others like God loves. I invite you to consider your image of God today, your understanding. What do you think God is like? What is the image that comes to your mind? Has this image changed over the years? If you are looking for lunchtime conversation, this might be a good question to ask each other around the table. I think it's a good thing to consider. One thing I know for sure is that God is very big, not limited. And the Trinity can help us to understand God 
as moving, dancing in community, inviting, surprising, revealing God in community. In our gospel text this morning, Jesus is sending the disciples out into the world. He comes to the disciples on the mountaintop to give them one last charge and blessing. He says, go. Go and make disciples of all nations. He doesn't say, stop. He doesn't say, stay. He says, go. Make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And receive this blessing. I am with you always, even to the end of the age. When Jesus sends us out to share the good news of the gospel, God's love, In the name of the Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, he is telling us how to be in the world, that the Trinity is the model for how we are to act. For if the divinity of God is fulfilled in the community, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, our mission, our task as followers of Christ is also fulfilled in community. We said earlier today in our baptism liturgy, the Christian life cannot be lived in isolation. We can't do this alone. We are called to community. This is how God is revealed. With people who are like us, with people who are different, in conversations, in tears, in arguments, and celebrations. This is how God made us and God is made real to us. Living in community because God made us to be in relationships with one another. But it's often the great human challenge, isn't it? It is for me. How often do I get in my car and think, I would like to just run away. (laughs) I would like to go to an island and be all by myself. The feeling doesn't last too long, and I don't get very far. But sometimes church life, family life, life is too much to bear. People are messy. And we do things that hurt each other. Sometimes I just want to run away from it all. But if I just run away, when the going gets tough, where would I be? I would be alone. And I would miss the sweet opportunity of growth. I would miss the chance to say, I am sorry when I make a mistake. I would miss watching someone else learn a life lesson. I would miss the struggle, which as difficult as it can sometimes be, reminds me of how very human I am and how very dependent on God we are 
and how critical it is to hear Jesus say, Lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. It's not easy to live in community. Jesus knew this. His disciples did too. It's a dance. Sometimes clumsy, imperfect, even messy. But not one we do alone. The Spirit leads and promises to never let us go. Jesus says, I am with you always. I am with you when things are happy and easy. I am with you when things are dark and difficult. And I am with you all the times in between. Every single day, we are given new opportunities to grow up in our faith, aren't we? The more challenging the situations I discover, the more opportunities to grow. And I know there are some of us going through seasons of growth where we would like to graduate. Even Mother Teresa is quoted having said, God will not give me more than I can handle. I just wish God didn't trust me so much. (laughs) With each new day, we enter a new adventure in community with God, spirit-led. Our job is to invite continually God's spirit to lead us because God is always with us. And we are to trust and rely on God and not to confuse ourselves with God. We can't do this alone. As much as we might like to some days, we need God's help and we need each other. The Trinitarian dance, always moving, always growing, always loving, not in isolation, but in community. Let's join the dance. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.